1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
0: Presented by T-Mobile. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile.
2: Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Whether you're home or away, stay connected to your team with T-Mobile, the network that covers 99% of people in America. They've been investing billions to light up their best network ever, from your backyard to a sold-out stadium. Get T-Mobile's best coverage yet. Plus, with T-Mobile, you get a price lock guarantee, so they won't raise the price of your rate plan. There's never been a better time to switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Coverage not available in some areas. Price lock for current on-network rate plan. Talk, text, and data on qualifying line for new accounts. See exclusions and details at T-Mobile.com. It's, it's, time. it's time
3: for kickoff. kick-off. First the end zone, touchdown. With Boomer Asiasen and Mike Valenti. All right, people, we got a big episode this week, and I, I, I'm going to tell you something. I, I just I have to get something off my chest before Boomer even utters a syllable, and we're not going to the rundown yet, Eddie. Don't panic. I just let me get this off my chest, or this show just it, it doesn't begin. Thursday night football. Raiders Rams. That is arguably. The most disgusting loss in NFL history. Oh, come on. No, Bo- boomer, boomer. boomer. <laughs> Baker Mayfield just got done with the in flight beverage service, had one day to prep. You're up 16 to three with 318 to go, and you allow that? That? I, I, come on.
4: That's unthinkable. Well, all I could say for Baker Mayfield, it's great. I mean, on on the other side of the story, the fact that a guy flew all the way across country, had one day with his team, was basically cramming for a midterm test and was able to do what he did in the fourth quarter. Now, was it a great overall game? No, But in the fourth quarter... A ninety-eight yard drive that would have killed me. That, that you know, and and Josh McDaniels. That's I think their fourth loss of the, of the year where they had double digit leads, which is just unfathomable to me. But uh, you know, I'm kind of happy for Baker Mayfield who goes from a pain in the ass in Cleveland, a pain in the ass in Carolina, to now almost like a sympathetic figure for the Rams. I know, but then then he's headbutting people, mm. and I'm like, dude, you've been here for ten minutes. You don't even have a key card. I mean, what? I really wanted him to headbutt Sean McVay because they <laughs> both are kind of like the same type of personality. Yeah. No, that's all. I we, we can we can we can officially begin. I'm just telling you, happy
3: holidays. That loss would have killed me. Let's go to the rundown.
2: This is the NFL
4: rundown.
3: All right, we can get to the serious stuff now. Bengals, Boomer, listen, the kids are alright right. Uh, they're 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 all grown up. Yes, this is. You you preach patience, but now
4: they're at a level. You could tell me, Michael, they're going to win the rest of their games. I'm not going to argue. they got a tough schedule. You know, they uh, five weeks ago, they got hammered by the Cleveland Browns because Jonah Williams couldn't handle Miles Garrett. Right. And Joe Burrow, for whatever reason, hasn't beaten the Cleveland Browns yet in his career. Meanwhile, he's undefeated against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, which is just crazy. So I would think that this game in Cincinnati, with Deshaun Watson behind center, that the Cincinnati Bengals are not going to lose this game. I think that they are going to be they're, they're going to be fired up for this game. And the one thing I will say about the last two weeks at Tennessee, and then last week at home against uh, Kansas City, you know, it just it looks like the team that we saw yes. last year, and they may even be better than they were last year at this. The time. running game.
3: I'm yeah. telling you, every time they handed the ball off, and no mixing. Every time they
4: handed off. Auto four or five yards. So here's the uh the unsung hero of this team right now is Samaje Pirine on offense. Uh that first run that he had against Tennessee where he stiffed arm the Tennessee defender right into the ground, set the tone for the Bengals in that game. And then last week he is like a sledgehammer. Yep. So he's short, but his legs are wide, his base is wide, and he runs with great fury. So uh the Bengals have got it all going on right now, and I'm sure they are looking forward to to rectifying a couple of things that have gone wrong between them and the Browns, including the last loss that they suffered at the hand of the Browns, which was their last loss on their schedule five weeks ago. Are they the Chiefs kryptonite? I think they're the Chiefs kryptonite. It'll be interesting to see when they play the Buffalo Bills in a few weeks what that looks like. But uh, to me, it's the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Bengals at the top of the AFC right now. You mentioned the Bills. All right, they're back in the driver's seat with the one seed. Do they hang on to it? They've got a tough sled. They do. And they got a tough game against the Jets this week. The Jets will keep this game close, I believe. You know, after losing two in a row and Josh Allen not looking great after that Jet game and they lose the game to Minnesota, in which they should have won at home, they now have won three games in a row. And I thought their game against New England last week was picture perfect. You know, it, it, it had everything in there that you want if you're Sean McDermott. You had really good defense. You had a really good running game. You had a quarterback who didn't turn the ball over and you had what you would consider a very convincing win against a Patriots team that needed to win the football game. So I think that they have righted their wrongs. Now the question is, when you play against the top defense, can you keep from turning it over? And that has been the bugaboo for Josh Allen all year long up until last week. I'm interested this
3: week, and we'll get to it during the picks, because I – I take everything you just said there and I apply it that this could be the we're back week against the Jets but we'll we'll get to it. Let's go NFC for a minute. Eagles storylines galore. I mean they 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 crush Tennessee. Hmm. And Tennessee fires John Robinson more on that in a minute. But now with the injury in San Francisco Are you ready to say the Eagles, not the Niners, are going to the Super Bowl? Yeah, I
4: could see this now because, you know, it was going to be predicated on Jimmy Garoppolo being healthy. Now, we'll see Brock Purdy this week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we'll see how he does as the starter as opposed to a guy that has to come into the middle of the game and kind of live off the the adrenaline and not even realize what he's doing. So getting ready for a game, everybody says that should be easier than actually having to go in and play a game. That's not necessarily true. So I want to see what he looks like, and I'm sure Kyle Hanahan – Kyle Shannon will scheme things up to make it better and easier for him. But the performance from the Eagles last week, especially like how what they wanted to do with A.J. Brown against his former team, because A.J. was really hurt by being traded by the Tennessee Titans. As you said, we'll get into this in a minute. But the performance by Jalen Hurts now thrust him right in the middle of the MVP conversation. And now as we enter the stretch run of the NFL with five weeks to go, I think there are three players that are going to be the MVP. one of the one of the three will be the MVP. It'll either be Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, or Patrick Mahomes. I'm glad you.
3: I was hoping you'd say Burrow because when you look at what he's had to do to even get it here, to keep him afloat, to take the punishment the way he did, I'm I'm hundred percent. I'm telling it, you right uh, now, there isn't
4: a quarterback that's playing better than he is no. right now at this moment. That throw at the end of the game? Yeah. Come on. But here's the thing: how many quarter? How many coach quarterback combinations are there in the league? where the coach is going to say, okay, it's third and 11. If we make the first down, we're going to win the game that way. And how many coaches have the actual guts to give their quarterback the ball in that situation to make a throw? Maybe about three coaches. Yeah,
3: more should. But your your point is is well but taken. That's when you find out
4: if your quarterback is the guy that you need to take right. you all the way to the Super Bowl. In a situation like that, he performs. What do we do with the Niners?
3: Because now I was fine with Garoppolo. <clears throat> I know he's no great shakes, but he could get him there. Boom!s They're down to Brock Purdy. They don't go out and get Mayfield.
4: How? You know the Rams are the only team that that claimed Mayfield on waivers. So the uh, the 49ers didn't even put a claim in it. Th- that's him. what I mean. Yeah, so they're, they're going to go with what they have. And they also got some good news that Jimmy G does not need surgery on his foot. And they do believe that if they get into the playoffs, that there's a very good chance he could be ready by then to play in the playoffs, which I think would be really hard for him to do. So, again, like I was saying, I think Kyle Shanahan is going to scheme this thing up offensively, take a little of the pressure off of this young kid who, by the way, is Mr. Irrelevant and already looks better than the second overall pick from two years ago at the position. Uh Uh-oh. I mean, he looks like he's already locked in. Oh, two and three. Yeah, yeah. I like his confidence. Well, three's hurt. But I like his confidence. I like Kyle Shanahan. And look at the guys around him and look at that defense. So, here it is. You know what this is? This is Ben Roethlisberger with Bill Cowher. Just don't turn the ball over, and we're good enough to get to the NFC Championship We'll take care of the rest. We'll take care of everything. You just... Don't give them a short field. Don't give them a fumble when you get sacked. All of those things that I'm sure they are trying to really just put into his brain to make sure he understands the team that he has with him. And shame on me. Let let me – I want to go back before we go forward. I had to ask you about the Titans.
3: A.J. Brown dunks on you. You traded A.J. Brown. You're still in first place. And John Robinson, the GM who traded A.J. Brown, gets clipped.
4: Am I wrong to just say, okay, the owner's angry? that is a power struggle within the building. So the Titans now have lost two in a row. 2 weeks ago we were talking about them potentially being a number 1 seed again like they were last year. They lose to the Bengals, they go on the road, they lose to Philadelphia and then they fire their general manager. That was an internal power a power struggle between he and Mike Frabel the coach. Mike Frabel did not even know that the trade for AJ Brown was going down with Philadelphia until the trade was already done and he just went ballistic in that building, Mm -hmm. and he actually told A.J. Brown prior to that trade, A.J., we're never going to trade you. I always want you to be with me and my team. So that's where Mike Vrabel got really upset, and that's why the GM got fired.
3: Yeah, and then it's funny because you look at draft night, the uncomfortable, the comments by Vrabel going, oh, no, I'm very happy. We got picks and things. (laughs)
4: Like, there's one thing that we've seen. (laughs) Uh, you need a top end wide receiver in this league, whether it be a young kid that's a rookie like Garrett Wilson, or you got to have a guy like AJ Brown or Tyreek Hill or Devontae Adams that yep. really legitimately have a chance offensively.
3: All right, I want to go to San—I almost said San Diego again. How many times am I going to do this? Los Angeles Chargers, even though no one in LA knows they're there, I—I'm—I'm I, I'm done. I'm just—I'm—they're I'm, going to ruin Justin Herbert. Staley is getting him killed. They can't pass protect horrendous loss. Oh, by the way, shout-out traditions, death, taxes, and the Chargers not being able to stop
4: the run. Is that job going to come open? If it does come open, it will be the most popular job just simply because it's Justin Herbert, and right. people are going to think that they can go in there fix whatever problems they have and get the most out of Justin Herbert. Everybody's saying, well, Sean Payton's going to want that job. Let me explain something to you guys. The Spanos family is not paying a coach $20 million a year to coach that franchise.
3: I think cheap is the word he's looking for.
4: Well, I mean, they're cheap, but they're also, (laughs) I mean, they're frugal. That's the way I would put it. You know, it's the same thing I would say about the Bengals. I would say the same thing about the Steelers. But if you have success with the Steelers, like Coach Coward did and Coach Tomlin has done, they'll pay you. But it will take you a while to get to the upper echelons of the league. But they will will definitely take care of you. So I don't think anybody's going to be, you know, they don't need – a coach like Sean Payton if in fact they decide to move on from Brandon Staley what they need is they need an offensive head coach who understands quarterbacks whoever that may be and just
3: please stop getting this kid hit my
4: god well he could also help himself too you know he does hold on to the ball you watch Tom Brady his offensive line has been in tatters all year long yeah. he drops back the ball is out in less than 2 seconds he's a little too foot dances. passes it's horrible but they, they don't really have a running game so That's, they use yeah. the, that passing game as their running game all right,
3: let's cover it. Uh, Watson was way worse than I imagined, and I didn't think much of him at all off of a two-and-a-half-year s- sabbatical, if you will. What did you make of it?
4: Well, it was 700 days since he played football. It looked like And it. it looked like it. And it looked like a Zach Wilson performance against the New England Patriots. Throwing the ball into the ground. He was aiming things. He never felt comfortable. Didn't read any of the defenses. And the one thing I could tell you, Mike, it you cannot recreate the speed, the anxiety, and the stress of an NFL football game, even if you are playing the worst team in the league. Because you also have to remember, you know, that's where he came from initially. And the other aspect of that is you have to remember he wanted out of there prior to all of the off-the-field stuff. So there was a lot of pressure going to into that game. I think we... I didn't have high expectations for it. I know you didn't. And he lived up to our low expectations. (laughs) He shattered them. The question is, is is he going to be better this week against a better team and a better defense on the road in Cincinnati where the fans may not be as kind as some of the fans were down
3: in Houston? Let's go to New York both ways. Start with the Giants so I can get back into a good mood because I've had it. That They completely blew that game seven ways to Sunday. The tie, the play calling, the, the, the nonsense. Uh, here's my question to you. You and I both have said this, and part of it's kidding. I don't know if they win a game the rest of the year. But here's my second piece. I understand it's an icy relationship between Galladay and the franchise. I get it. But they are to a point now moving forward, Boomer you and I might get a tryout to play for them. So are we going to see this guy down the stretch, or is this going to be Kadarius Tony 2.0? They're just putting him in mothballs.
4: Well, they told us last week he didn't play because he was under the weather. This week I'm hearing he's okay. So they're running out of bodies. They may have to play him no matter what. And the other thing about the Giants is that, you know, last week you have a phantom taunting call called against Feliciano, their offensive lineman, that ends up putting them out of field goal range that would have most likely won the game. And then, of course, in the fourth quarter, the defense gives up this fourth and, what, four or five as Taylor Heineke breaks the pocket to his left and throws a strike (sighs) down the field. I mean, so there are a couple of those things that happened that was just strange. And the fact that that game ended up in a tie, and I tried to tell Giant fans around here in New York, that's a good thing for you. It's not the worst thing. you're Right, right. because it keeps you in front of Seattle, who you've lost head-to-head already. So that tie keeps you in front of Seattle, and it protects you. I don't suspect that they're going to win this week against Philadelphia. No. They do have enough teams on their schedule where I think they can win. And maybe when they do see Philadelphia at the end of the year, they're not playing everybody because they have the number one seed locked up. So that is a game that maybe they have to win to get in at 9-7-1. and one.
3: There's one team coming for them, and I don't think anybody
4: realizes it. One team coming for the New York Giants, and uh-huh. nobody realizes this.
3: Softest remaining schedule. Right on a hot streak. Yes. are brutally physical
4: and they're going to be playing a team this week that everybody thinks that they are going to beat at home and they happen to be uh-huh. the Detroit Lions.
3: God help us. But yeah. No. I
4: would love that. You know what? If the Detroit Lions make it to the playoffs, it will go to show you just how much the first 10 games of the season really don't matter much. I mean yeah. they matter but it's how you finish the season that matters. It's a 1
3: and 6 start into if you look at the remaining schedule. There's no game they can't win. First of all, they are favored this week over the Vikings. Okay. You play Carolina, you're going to play Chicago, you're going to play Green Bay, and you're going to play the Jets. Now, it's not make,
4: an, you could win every single one of those. They games. could
3: absolutely do it, and I'm telling you, and, and not just as a giant's fan. When they came to MetLife, they physically battered the Giants.
4: I will say if they make the playoffs this year, that will be the most surprising thing that has happened in the NFL in the last 5 to 10 years.
3: Perfect. Let's do it.
4: It would be unbelievable.
3: I say that because I'm in the radio business, and that's good for me as well. <laughs> and you
4: work in Detroit. That right? is
3: correct. All right, we got a lot to do, including the picks and the game we just talked about. We've got some primo matchups, and people, it's going to be Revenge of the Dogs. All that and more coming up next. It's Kickoff with Boomer and Valenti.
5: Many of us are already planning our New Year's resolutions to work out more in 2023. But let's face it, they rarely stick. Well, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, cycling shoes, heart rate monitors, and more with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Don't wait. Get this offer before it ends on December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com. All access membership separate offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at onepeloton.com. What's going on everyone? Elliot Shore Parks here to talk to you about the latest podcast from Odyssey, the best football show. What is it? Every day. Latest rumors, latest buzz around the league, latest from college football, all the latest scores, the latest takes, the best takes, everything you come to expect from the excellent Odyssey NFL coverage every day in your podcast feed at 6 a.m. So make sure you start every day with the best football show on the Odyssey app or wherever you like to listen to podcasts.
1: Now, back to kickoff with Boomer Esiason and Mike
3: Valenti. All right, a quick primer before we get to the picks. The both of us are doing an outstanding job. I don't care. I'll toot the horn. Nine and five for me. I'm on a 29 and nine run here. 99, 76 and four. And Booms is acquitted nicely. Seven and seven, but 94, 81 and four. Basically, we're awesome. That's, that's your summary right there. Savor to the flavor, because as Scones has told us, you're going to crash and burn, guys.
4: You know what? I kind of feel pretty good about this. And I know you were giving me heat at the beginning of the seasons about picking all these games. Now, later on. A couple of weeks, maybe we'll stay away from some of the games that really don't matter. And it's like going to be it. hard to figure out who's playing and who's not playing. I think that's that's a little tough. Oh, but, poor baby! But but as we go into this this weekend, I actually am very very impressed with your knowledge. I, I appreciate it. Listen, welcome. Let's rock and
3: roll because this I I think this is the revenge of the dogs. I will explain. Let's hit the picks. Picks of the week. All right, people. Last week, the reason I say it. Always be careful. Don't be a moron. But, but, a lot of favorites last week, which means rent's due. Vegas coming for you. You better get comfortable with the uncomfortable this week. All right, game
4: one. Let's do this. Steelers laying two and a half to the Ravens. No Lamar. You know, I am taking the Steelers. They are picking it up. They're playing great defense. TJ Watt makes that team a completely different team. Four weeks in a row now. Uh, you know, Kenny Pickett has not thrown an interception or yep. turned the ball over. That's one of the reasons why they're winning. That's why I told you earlier, they finally looked to me like Cower and Roethlisberger his first year. That's what Tomlin and Pickett have become. So I am going to lay the two and a half. I know Huntley's probably a little bit better right now, maybe than Lamar Jackson is. <sighs> Look, they moved the ball against Denver, and I know that
3: it, it was ugly. I get it, but Huntley is not some stiff. No he's, oh, he's not, not. He's bad. Not. Yeah, he is. Um, I just think the Steelers, the the rebuild on the fly. You, you're seeing it. They've got the the pieces on offense. I mean, Naji uh, and 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 Pickens and Johnson. They're two offensive linemen away from being a playoff team. If they win this week, here's the question: mm-hmm. Do we go cower, power, turtlenecks next week? Maybe we will. Maybe I'm we talking will. up to the earlobes, Bonville and turtlenecks. Yeah, but you're week. talking about cower. I'm thinking about aviators and Tomlin. I'm in. Oh, we could do that in Harvey. So it's really about Tom, and it's no longer
4: about coward.
3: Pick your favorite Steeler. We're playing Halloween next week. All right, Lions laying two and a half to the Vikings. You heard me right. You know what to do.
4: We talked about this in the show already. I love the Lions, and there is no question that they are the better team. I think at home right now than the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota's got this terrible pass defense, and what do the Lions do well? They run it well. They play action well. And Jared Goff came out this week and said something. He goes, I think I'm playing the best football of my career. Isn't that something? Mm. So if they are going to make this playoff run that you are dreaming about, this is where it starts. Hey, listen, I'm in the interesting business.
3: It's more interesting when the team he covers in. Here's what I'll give you two notes. One, I won't bore you with the granular, but there's been eight times in NFL history a team with a winning percentage this good has faced a team with a winning percentage like the Lions. And the team that's not so good is favored. 8-0 against the number. 8-0 straight up. Lions. First game I circled all week. Oh, and Jamison Williams is back. Last week, they kind of kicked the tires a little bit. Got the rust off. Rookie from Alabama. Speed burner. Yes. I think this week, he gets way more into the install. So, so now that makes it a little bit easier for Amon Ross and Brown. Correct. Yes. So, Lions. God help us. All Hmm. right. Titans. Laying four against the Jags.
4: What? This is a third of our games, a uh, uh, third in a row that is a division game. I think the Titans are pissed. I really do. And the Jags got hammered last week. Mm. I, I'm telling you, and I know this is one of these games where I feel like this is going to be a three-point game. Mm-hmm. Just simply because <laughs> it's the Titans and they don't score a lot of points. I'm go- I, The Titans are going to win the game, but I'm going to take the Jags. I'm so proud of you. Honestly. Like, Why? Because that's personal growth
3: for you. I think the easy thing would be like, Titans are angry, bomb squad, Jags showed up, you know, blindfolded and high last week. No, you take the four. It is divisional game in December. You take the four. And plus, the Titans haven't played well the last two weeks. Right. They may just start this. Remember
4: we talked about no perimeter weapons. Right. Uh, now, Now you might start to see that. You know, on Sunday on the NFL today, we're going to talk about teams that need tune-ups. And one of those teams that needs a tune-up in my eyes is a team that's running away with the AFC South. That is the Titans. Yep. Let's go Eagles. Now the number up to seven. Eagles laying seven on the road at MetLife against the Giants. Yeah, I think the Eagles will win the game, and I think the Giants will cover. I'm going to stay with them in the building. I have too much, really too much respect now what Brian Dayball and Wink Martindale have done here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing it with smoke and mirrors. I, I'm, I'm not really sure, you know, how Daniel Jones is even getting up and playing every single week. Because, you know, last week I thought he played really, really tough against the Commanders. He took some shots. And and he didn't. they didn't lose a game because he didn't make plays. They lost a the game because their defense didn't make plays because of a stupid penalty at the wrong time. So I'm going to take the Giants and I'll take the points.
3: Yeah, I, I'm with you. It's a divisional desperate home dog in December and you're flipping me seven? I have to. Plus, there is a chance the Giants get a few more pieces back this week. A few more. People don't realize. They're the walking wounded. Well, I'll tell you, Ojolari
4: last week really helped. Big time. Really Book helped. Ending with Thibodeau. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, and Thibodeau needs to continue to play better. He didn't have a great game last week as he did the week before. But then again, that's the rookie up and down part mm-hmm. of it. They need a Dory back. They, they need McKinney back. I hope you had
3: fun riding your ATV. God, it kills me when guys do stuff like that. All right, don't get me started. Bills minus nine and a half hosting the Jets. I know we're going to be on different sides here.
4: Well, I am not taking the Bills. I, you know, I know it's Buffalo and I know that it's all about, you know, blowing teams out. You know, they've won three in a row. It hasn't been easy, but it has been solid. And maybe they played one of their best games last week against New England. But New England really has no offense to speak of. The one thing that Mike White is doing is throwing the ball down the field and getting Garrett Wilson involved. That kid is a special, special Stun. player. He's stunned. So I got to believe that the Jets are going to score some points here. They'll be able to throw the ball. And if and Mike White actually passes for 300 yards in this game, only two other Jet quarterbacks have had three games in a row where they've thrown for 300 or more yards in a game. Yep. Joe Namath and Kenny O'Brien. Wow. So I that's that's the offense under Mike White. As long as he doesn't turn it over, this game stays within the number. I think the Jets lose the game, but they lose it within the number of ten. Before
3: I pick it, just a question on on Mike White. A lot of the public comments, teammates really rallying saying, Dude, this guy is this guy is a, a red ass, essentially. I mean,
4: is this the Jets starter like are we are we done with Zach Wilson? Here? Yeah, I don't know. I, I this is gonna be a tough game for him. You know, just like last week, it was a tough game, but he kept the team in it, and yeah. they had a chance to win it at the end, and he almost throws the game winning touchdown pass. So the ice is in the veins. He's got all of that stuff. He's got the experience. He's been around the locker room and all that. He's not a kid. No. He's an adult. There's no question about it. But, you know, this is a tough game for him. All right. The, the good news for him is that Von Miller is not playing in this right. game. Right. Well,
3: you know what I wanted to get to, though, is I think Gregory Rousseau is. I think Eponiza comes back. People don't realize the Bills were down to basically two or three healthy defensive ends the last couple Much,
4: of much better defensive line wise. But no, nonetheless, they lose their leader in Von Miller.
3: I'm going to lay the nine and a half. I'm going to take a shot here. Mm. It's probably a terrible idea, but I'm going to do it I I wonder if the Jets are just
4: about out of gas. All right, so I'm getting 10 and you're getting 9.5? Whoa! How are you getting ten? I thought you said it was a ten point. It's spread. nine and a half. Well, I had a ten point spread this morning uh, on Friday morning on WFM. This guy, come on down to the Boomer Sports Book. We make up numbers. This guy, is. the number that was given to me. I didn't make up. This the number. is nine. This has been nine. an
3: every week thing now. This is. I mean, this this man is out of control. You know this, what? I, I will stay
4: with you guys with the nine and a half. Thank and I'll, you. And I will take the Jets and the nine and a half. Good. Now backdoor cover. Mark my words.
3: All right, let's go Bengals, <laughs> Browns. Bengals laying six and a half,
4: hosting the Browns. What do you? All got? right, so you got six and a half. Late in the week, I got five and a half. So, oh boy, I'm, is... I was going to take the Bengals either way. I think the Bengals are going to blow the Browns out. I'm... I really do. I think that this is going to be this is going to be like a 30-17 type of game. I'm with you. I think this is kind of one of these revenge games for the Bengals. It's all highlighted by the fact that Deshaun Watson is playing in this game. Mm-hmm. So that makes that makes the Bengals pay more attention and not think that they're going to walk over this team. Plus, this team five weeks ago
3: killed them. Right. Already lost, embarrassed them on Halloween night. Yes. No, this is just, I'm with you here. It's under seven. I just, I think the Bengal defense is in an even better spot than they were six, seven weeks ago. I'm going to go with the Bengals. All right. Got this, you do whatever you want here. I know,
4: you're the expert, so I got to ask your point of view of this first. Of what? Of this game. Oh, Cowboys, Texans? Yeah, so the Cowboys are laying 17. It's okay. All right. What's amazing is for
3: weeks, the Texans were the team where you're like, that number's not big enough. You know, like, oh, they're only getting three against the Commanders, they're only getting five against the Titans. Now they're going back to Davis Mills. Right. And here's the problem. This is like uh, there's that commercial where the guy's got the dollar on the fishing pole, and he's like, I got you a dollar. And they're just lobbing 17 out there going, please, somebody, please that, bet that's this a, That's an insurance commercial, Liberty Mutual. Am I allowed to say that? I but think so. Why okay. not? All right. Well, all right. Invoices in the mail. Okay. My initial thought was you have to take Dallas. One team has a heartbeat. The other team's a cadaver. The Texans have reached the point of being non-functional and horrific.
4: And if the Dallas Cowboys were playing Philadelphia next week, you could say possible look-ahead game. little sandwich spot. But next week, they're playing Jacksonville. Correct.
3: Now, next week, we'll be able to use that mm. tact and then bet against them. All right,
4: we're both taking the Cowboys
3: then. I know it's a bad idea, but can you give me any evidence the Texans
4: but even want to play football? But, yeah, but you know what? You're the expert. That's why I went to you first, and okay. I had to hear what you had to say and put it in your own little way right. that you like to put things. Up
3: next, Texans twenty four, Cowboys twenty one, and we both are in shame. All right, here we go. Ride the lightning.
4: Chiefs, minus nine and a half in Denver. You know what to do. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Denver Broncos here. My man. And I'm gonna take the Denver Broncos simply because of their defense and because uh I do think, you know, Patrick was a little off last week. Um I this game, the only reason that I, that I struggle with this is because the freaking Broncos never score more than 10 points.
3: If they had averaged, I believe, 17 points that have nine wins.
4: Yes. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, is Patrick Mahomes going to be... You know what? Screw it. I'm taking the Chiefs. No, I am not, no, no. I am not taking the Broncos. I am taking the Chiefs because the Broncos don't score points.
3: Okay, but it's nine and a half. It's a road divisional game. 20 and- to
4: 10. Okay, fair, but twenty-three to ten.
3: I think it's thirteen of the last fourteen matchups between these two fair with enough. Mahomes. It's a one-score game.
4: I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there.
3: I'm going to take Denver.
4: I'm taking the Chiefs. All right,
3: Seattle laying four against Carolina.
4: What do you want to do with this? I, don't I like. I, I do not like Seattle's defense at all. But then again, you know, Sam Darnold on the road at Seattle. Seattle's playing for something. Seattle came back last week, beat the Rams. Geno Smith is in a renaissance here. They lose Kenneth Walker. I know. Jammed that, his ankle. Weird it's, injury, it's too. It's a weird injury, and and, he, and and it was like he was running out of bounds. Yep. And, you know, there was something about him last week screaming on the sideline and all this. I'm like, man, you're a rookie. Shut up. It was a little much. And just play. But now you're not playing, and this is what happens. I still think that DK Metcalf and Tyra Lockett are a bitch to play against, especially in Seattle. So I am taking the Seattle Seahawks. Make the sign of the cross. I'm taking Carolina with the four. I'm I I just I can't with
3: that defense. And you know what? Seattle could be up ten with 38 seconds to go, and you're just sweating.
4: I'm gonna yeah. take Carolina. And, and you're thinking backdoor cover again. That's
3: right. I get it. All right, we got two minutes for two
4: games. Dolphins laying three and a half at the Chargers. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to take the Dolphins in this game. Uh I know I'll take the favorite. I don't care. The Chargers are a mess. Um I think this is a high-scoring game. I will say that it's a high-scoring game and I think the Dolphins probably like 34 to 30. I'm with you. I don't feel great about it. We talked
3: about it, you know, the Dolphins yes. injuries on the O-line with Austin Jackson, with Terran Armstead. You, you, it's it's tough, but you know what? I just said it earlier. I I, I can't take this Staley and, and this team. I'm out. Dolphins lay the three and a half. Okay. Right. Pats, cards in Arizona, Patriots minus one
4: and a half. Belichick, Klingsbury. <laughs> I'm taking Belichick. And one of the reasons I'm taking Belichick is they've just been swarmed under in terms of criticism about their offense not throwing the ball down the field. So what usually happens? Things change. They throw the ball down the field. I'll take the Patriots.
3: All right. Here's what I'm going to do. And this is one I can't prove, but I swear, mobile quarterbacks always cut them up. And I know nothing looks right. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't smell right. I'm going to ride right into it. I'm going to take the home dog. I'm going to do it. It's probably terrible. And Boomer will remind me next week. I'm going to take... This is the last time I'm going to say this. If this flea bag team burns me again, I am going to take the Cardinals. Eddie, you can clip it, and I'm never allowed to say it again. We go to the best of the best. Boomer's last word. We got some hot takes for you. All that and more. I've just selected the Cardinals. It's kickoff. Flea
4: bag team of the week. <laughs> kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. Oh, Valente. my God. Hey, this is Stephen A. Smith from No Mercy. Festivals, football, flannels.
1: Now, back to kickoff kick. with Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti. All
3: right, we are back. Kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. Great to have you. We're going to get uh, to a great matchup, and then I have something fun. Some hot takes. It's the type of radio I don't necessarily love, but these are things I actually believe in, so I think they're allowable. We'll get to that in a moment. Right now, best of the best. This week's best of the best of the Ooh, this best, week's best, best of the best of the best of the best. Now, this may seem counterintuitive when the best of the best is Mr. Irrelevant versus a guy who can't throw a football past a ruler.
4: But we're here. Niners minus three and a half against mm-hmm. the box. Think about the discrepancy at quarterback for a second. You have a rookie who's Mr. Irrelevant versus the greatest quarterback of all time. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a remarkable thought process. I don't even think this kid was born when Tom Brady started. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe he was. Well, I feel like Purdy was at Iowa State for a decade. I'll check. You could check that. Uh, You know, Purdy looked great last week. You know, I'm not going against the Niners this at home, especially against Tom Brady. That because you know why the antennas go up. Your defense knows that you got a backup quarterback. Your defense knows that they're the number one defense in football. Your defense knows. That Tom Brady gets rid of the ball quick. And you talked about all these short passes. By the way, he does throw the ball down the field. They just haven't connected. I'm busting chops. Will I know. Please. They just haven't really connected. It's the holidays. Come on. Uh, they don't really try to run the ball as much. He may throw the ball 50 times in this game. And if he does, he's probably going to get a hit about 15 of those times.
3: <sighs> yeah. So, and I'm it, going
4: to. So, my point is, I'm going with the 49ers at home.
3: Yeah. And look at his offensive line. I mean, Donovan Smith's the most penalized single player in all of football. You know, Worf's is beat up. I. I want to take the three-and-a-half for everything Boomer just said, which is it is Brady. It is north of a field goal. He's in desperation mode, and I do worry. I worry about Purdy week two because what you said earlier, I couldn't agree with more. It's easier. just You're in the game. You don't have time to think. The other team doesn't have time to even know who the hell you are. Now it's all week. They saw everything on tape last week. They know what you want to do, what you don't, and now the pressure's on, so I worry. But God, that buccaneer offense
4: is just.
3: Hideous. I mean, the
4: buck defense is not bad, but I, I just think with all the weapons that the San Francisco 49ers have at their skill positions, when from the, the deep, deep threat with uh, Brandon Ayuk to the underneath crossing routes with Debo Samuel and George Kittle to, you know, of course, Christian McCaffrey out of the back. My field.
3: boy, use check.
4: Yes, and use check too. They, I mean, like they have a little bit of everything. So this is going to be Kyle Shanahan at his finest. Mm-hmm. And this is where the coach really definitely has the impact because he's got to protect his young quarterback, and he's got to get him a lot of open throws. And I guarantee you he will be able to do it to a point where I think they can score at least 24 points in this game. And
3: if they do, the Bucks might not get there, but maybe the Bucks score 21. You know what? I'm taking Tom Brady. I, I, that, that's it. That, that's it. Give me the three and a half. Scones, this is your moment because I'm telling you that pick's going to go down in flames. I'm gonna take the box. I can't believe I've just done that. All right. That's <laughs> okay. I feel filthy. All right. So what I wanna do is this. I'm gonna offer you bold takes for the rest of the year. All right. And you tell me whether you buy it or you sell it.
4: I got it. All right.
3: Let let's go with the lead then. The Lions will beat the Vikings Sunday. And they will go on to make the playoffs as the seven seed in wow. an awful NFC.
4: So you and I both picked the Lions to win this week. Mm-hmm. Outright because they're favored. Mm-hmm. Then they have to go on the road at the Jets. The Jets are going to be a much tougher team than the Giants were at MetLife Stadium. Agreed. That I could tell you. The Jets most likely coming off of a loss. In order for, I believe, the Lions to make it, you, you, you think they got to get the 10 wins. What about nine? They could make it with nine, but the problem is the Giants, if they make it with nine, they have that tie. Yeah,
3: I just, like I said. And and even though they
4: lost to the Lions and they lost to the Seahawks, that tie will be the difference in the Giants making the playoffs. Yep. And
3: again, I I totally understand if people look at it and go, wait a minute, how are they going to leapfrog? Well, they beat the Commanders, they beat the Giants, and then, look, they don't have a tie over Seattle, but I'm assuming... The Giants are going to crash and burn.
4: Well, they're going to have to get to 10 wins, I think. Okay. So, getting to 10 wins. Got to go 5-0? I think it's going to be a little tough for them.
3: It is. Okay. I just had to throw it out there because their schedule is very soft. All right. Well, let's just jump right in. Let's go with this. Both, the Giants and the Jets, are out of gas and neither make the playoffs.
4: I think the Jets do make the playoffs. You do? I do because I think even though they're going to lose this week, um, I, I look at their schedule I think it's somewhat favorable, and I think that they're going to get the 10 wins. I do. I think their defense is good enough, and I think if Mike White stays upright, it all depends on whether or not he stays upright. If he gets hurt, all bets are off. Yeah. But under the current set of circumstances for the Jets, I think they're the team that makes the playoffs.
3: All right. Go to the Giants. They don't then. You think the Giants miss with nine, or do you think the Giants miss with eight?
4: I think they're going to miss with eight. Ooh-wee. because I think if they get the 9 seven1 they're, they're gonna make it they'll hold the tie yeah. right but the, but the, I don't I think they I I'm with you I think they're gonna have a really hard time winning their next game
3: all right next one now this one this is hot takey <clears throat> but I'm starting to wonder the Cowboys not the Eagles represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. no way okay No, I probably got a little over my skis. I think
4: you did too. And I I would have, I would have said, yes, had that been the 49ers last week, but now let's see what Brock Purdy looks like the next three weeks. Because if there is a team that can go on the road and win in the playoffs, let's say an NFC championship game in Philadelphia, it would have to be the 49ers with that defense.
3: It is. And I, you know what? I probably got too excited seeing Tyron Smith back at practice, left tackle, All-pro, I know he's seemingly always hurt, but if you add Tyron Smith, let's say this is just 80% of what Tyron used to be, and you add him at left tackle, you kick in the kid they drafted out of Tulsa, whose name escapes me, you kick him inside the guard, you really upgraded an
4: already good O-line. I'm just telling you, the way that Jalen Hurts is playing, it's, it's basically virtually impossible to stop him. Yeah. Because if they put seven or eight guys around the box and he starts moving around... You got Devontae Smith and you got you know AJ Brown running around all over the place, yeah. and they have a really solid running game, by the way, which Jalen Hurts is a big part of. But outside of just him running with the ball, they can run behind their own big offensive line, What are the best offensive lines in yeah. football.
3: No, and, and look, they did. They went to the discount DVD bin. They went and got Sue. They went and you know they signed help. They've got a rotation going. It still hinges a lot on Jordan Davis and Linville but... Joseph. Yeah, who never should have been let go by the Giants, but I digress. Not whatever. Not that I'm bitter. Uh, The Bills relinquish home field again after a surprising stumble the next three weeks, losing to both Miami and the Bengals.
4: No. Okay, I just come on. I, I see them losing one of those two games, which would mean that Kansas City would have to lose another one somewhere else. Yep. And that's the question that I would have. So, I, I could see the Bills losing the number one seed. Yes, that's that, that would be my answer to that question. Okay. Just simply because I don't know if there's anybody else that can beat Kansas City on their schedule. So, here's the
3: Chiefs' remaining schedule real quick. Uh, it is at Denver, yep. which we've discussed, at the Texans, which yep. is a corpse, home against Seattle, home against Denver, at Vegas. Yeah, come on. They're all wins. Isn't that the most Raider game ever? That after the nonsense that they do the last week of the season. They'll put up 40 points in right. one game. McDaniels' visor flying in the air as they score 50. I just, you're probably right, but I circle that one. But
4: that also could be a game that the Bills do not, I mean, the uh, Chiefs do not need.
3: That's a great point.
4: One way or the other. They could, they could be locked into their seed knowing that they're going to play the next week. Therefore, Andy would play that game as a bye week, mm-hmm. or they would have the bye week where Andy would play that game where the guys get half the game.
3: What's your opinion on that? And I know most famously when the Colts sat
4: guys the last two weeks, years I ago. I don't like that, but that's different. You know, like I like to, to get guys playing. I also want guys playing in preseason, especially quarterbacks, and especially quarterbacks that are in the middle of great years. I don't want to upset any sort of rhythm that they may have, and that's what I worry about Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. What are they gonna do that last week against the Giants?
3: I say play them, but responsibly. Like play the first half. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Something. And don't ask him to run the ball. That's the response. Right. No QB powers this week. I we okay? don't need that stuff. All right. The Steelers continue their quality post bye week play and finish with eight wins. I think yes. You want um, the remaining schedule? I, I, it's a tough schedule. Baltimore
4: twice. Yes. Cleveland. Yeah. Vegas, Carolina. Right. So I think they'll get at least eight wins. They get three. Uh, at least eight, yeah. So, And I like the way that Mike Thomas has handled this team this year. I've noticed a much more involved and intense Mike Tomlin. I know that's hard to say after all those years with Ben Roethlisberger, but we all thought it was like Ben's team. And the team and the players kind of ran – the club mm-hmm. and Mike was there and doing his thing. But this year he is now all over everybody. And you could tell just by the way his reactions and his post-game press conferences are at his weekly press conferences that he is dialed in.
3: Did you see the, the, the fan tried to talk mm-hmm. to him when he was walking down the corridor? I'm
4: effing working. Yes. I <laughs> loved it. I do that every now and again. Uh, is that going to be your we turn? get the salespeople coming into the studio? I'm like, Hey, I'm effing working. Get out of here. You know what?
3: Honestly, fellas, I think that's going to be his turn my mic on moment. That's fantastic. (laughs) All right. If you're a New Yorker, you understand that reference. Let's go to the next one. Chargers continue to falter, miss the playoffs. Staley and his analytics get fired.
4: Unfortunately, I think there's a very good chance that could happen. I'm not an advocate of talking about coaches' jobs because I know what goes into them and I know what happens to these coaches, but I could see that happening simply because Everybody in the league believes that they have a top five quarterback, and top five quarterbacks need to make it to the playoffs.
3: And they have the roster on paper, and I know paper don't mean much, but they, they, they just can't look the way they look. It's the best way to put it. Now,
4: who who gets the job? And well, don't don't say Peyton. It won't be Peyton. What about Frank? Uh, Frank was fired as an offense coordinator by the Spanos family. Mistakes were made; they were made. But you know, then then he became the offense coordinator in Philadelphia. And what did they do? They won the Super Bowl. So things happen, you got to be in the right place at the right time. You know, Frank may be involved in that job, I'm not sure, but uh, if if that job comes open, but I do think that that would be the most coveted coveted of all the jobs that yeah. w- may come open simply because of the quarterback. All right, last one. Ravens don't miss a beat without Lamar
3: and retain control of the AFC North setting up a
4: winner take all week 7 week 18 showdown against the Bengals. Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that. And then the question is when Lamar comes back, depending on how Huntley plays, you know, what do you do if you're John Harbaugh? Stop it. You 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 can't not play Lamar. Come on. If Huntley goes out there oh, and plays his ass off, he's Mike White now. It, it all comes down to putting up points. And you know, he could he could go 22 of 33 and score 17 points. That's not going to be it. If he goes 22 or 33 and they score like 34 points, Mm -hmm. because that's ultimately the quarterback's responsibilities to get his team in the end zone and score those points, I just think that uh, you would have a very interesting decision in Baltimore if that unfolds. All right, let's get to Boomer's final word.
3: What you say after this don't, don't matter. This is the
1: final word.
4: You know, I've been thinking about this. This is going to be the last week. A buys. So no Atlanta, Chicago, Green Bay, Indianapolis, New Orleans, and Washington this week. And next week it is the stretch run, Mike. And you know, the stretch run, that's where you that's where you make your push to the playoffs. And there have been some teams that have been surging as of late. And if they can continue that surge, maybe the teams like the Lions, like the Commanders, can get into the playoffs in the NFC. And over in the AFC, the team that is surging right now is the Cincinnati Bengals. And maybe they can surge all the way to the number one seed. So here we are. It's December. It's now time to put the pedal to the metal, and we're going to find out pretty quickly here who truly the best teams are.
3: And the other thing is at this point in the year, you're going to see injuries, and guys are Mm -hmm. not going to be able to make their way back. Late season injuries that are crippling. We got a lot to do. We'll bring you a full tilt episode next week. Scones is rooting against all of our picks. It's going to be quite exciting. Holiday cheer, delight. That is kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. We thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week. It's It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti.
2: Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,